Two Planker Podcast. We have Reagan Wallace. Reagan, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm honored. Yeah. And I just wanted to hop straight into recording because you have been a listener from like the very beginning. I have seen you watching yep. my stories since the very beginning. I remember when you followed me. So thank yeah. you for being a longtime listener. Yeah, I've listened to, I think, every single one. <laughs> I don't think like I've that. missed one. <laughs> hey, even yeah. even like the the one you did without skiing, I don't know if it's still up, but it was like some dude from Nepal. Yep. Yeah, I listened <laughs> to that one too. I listened yeah. to all. That was episode fifty with Karma Sherpa. He was yeah. he's a good friend of mine. He's a this is that's actually good advertising because that's not an episode that's listened to a lot because I obviously it's a lot of skiers that listen. If anybody would like to listen, episode fifty with Karma Sherpa. He's my friend. He's uh, he's a Sherpa, like literally like the ethnic group, and it's also his last name. And uh, he's a trekking guide in Nepal. And I'm glad you listened to that. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, I was intrigued. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um. So welcome, dude. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Very happy to have you on. Thank you. Yeah. So it's so funny. I love talking to people that listen to every episode. Like you are one of a few people that have listened to every episode. My friend Grant has. Obviously, I have. There's a few others that have listened to a lot of them. Um. So it's cool. Like I like what I just. So this is this is the last we'll talk about this because I could talk. Oh about no! This go ahead. Later. Go ahead. What's your favorite episode? If you have one, favorite guest or maybe favorite type of episode? Yeah, I don't know because you've been going for like three years now. <laughs> I don't know. Let me. I could take a quick peek, but yeah, take a quick peek. I think I, I know which ones are the most favorite because I just based on the numbers, I know what's the most popular. I I love just listening to any of the ones that. I, I have like some preconceived notion in their head of what they are acting like or what they seem like. And then I always just end up loving pretty much everyone that talks. And it's like, yeah, see, like whenever you like meet someone, it's like, yeah, you love them. And I love seeing that. It's also I love listening to people that I know well. And then I learn something I never knew. I'm like, how did I not know that about you? Or like, yeah, you just asked a question I never have. So yeah. It's uh, it's really cool. It's a unique experience. Very rarely do you get to talk to someone for like an hour right off the bat and just learn everything yep. about them. And I've always thought that's cool because I've never, obviously I'm the host. So like I've never, I never get that moment of like listening to someone else interview my friend. Mm -hmm. But I'm glad you expressed that because I've always thought that that would be like a really cool experience to be like, damn, like I've known you for years and I didn't <laughs> know like this one weird thing that happened to you. All exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So fun, dude. But today's all about you, not about me. So <laughs> we're dead. We're gonna do the let's do the biography. And you sent me some very helpful materials. Not yeah, simple. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I reached out to you. I'm like, yo, if there's anything you want me to watch ahead of time, let me know. And you're like, oh, well, here's actually a 10 year recap from like 2010 <laughs> to 2020 or 2011, 21, whatever it was. Yeah, but, something like that. Yeah. So let's start out with that because you, you had a 10 year recap. So yeah. before well, we go into the content of it, what, like what prompted you making that video? Um, I was just making YouTube videos at the time cause I love watching YouTube and I thought it'd be fun to start making some YouTube videos. So I just started making a bunch of stuff and I'd always had YouTube or I'd always had been making videos for a super long time prior to then. And I just have like, hard drives with so much content on them and i was like you know what it's like people were doing like 
I don't know, some like maybe some Instagram decade recaps was very simple. And I'm like, I've got all this like super sick content or not sick, but to me, it's, it feels good to watch it or it's like a nice scrapbook almost feeling. Yeah. And I just thought I'd compile all my sort of highlights from the past 10 years into one video and made it. And yeah, that's the story behind that. Yeah. I loved watching it because to okay. me, it was, I really have never seen a video like it before. Cause it, it was, it had a big home movie vibe to it. Yeah. Yeah, and, exactly. Um, I was like, oh, wow. I just watched this guy's like entire childhood. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like pretty much like I was keeping track of who your friends were, what your yeah. hobbies were, how you're yeah. So, I mean, for the, for you, was it like emotional at all making that video? Yeah, I haven't watched, I haven't watched it in probably like a year or two. And then I was like, when you said, send me something that is about you, I was like, okay. And I was like scrolling through my YouTube channel, which I haven't posted on in a couple of years. And I saw that and I'm like, oh, this is perfect. Yeah. And then I rewatched it. And yeah, I was like, oh, wow. Like, I love my life. Yeah, dude, it's so yeah, it's, it's great to have the, those opportunities to just reflect and be like, damn, we've done so much fun stuff. So many yeah, great people. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I get very sentimental sometimes like that. Yeah, because you forget a lot of the stuff you do unless it's like reminded. And yeah, yeah, dude. And I think like everyone, uh, this is something I've noticed, like when I'm doing like when you go on like a trip with people or like whatever, like everyone wants to take a picture of the scenery or like what the like the subject of what you guys are doing. But the best thing to look back on is the people. Like I just want yeah. instead of taking a picture of the stupid view that I who cares about that? I'd rather turn the camera around and take a picture yeah, like of people embrace that are the moment. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, dude. So yeah, the people, seeing people. Yeah. Home movies are great, dude. We gotta bring that back. Bring back home yeah, and, movies. Yeah, maybe we'll go into this later, but like there was one point where just seeing my style develop. And I didn't really put it together until watching it re like yesterday or two days ago, whenever I sent it to you, but like seeing my, my style, like during different phases sort of and different tricks I was doing was interesting to me to see for sure. Yeah. Well, I, I took some notes on it. 2016, I noticed a, like a stark change in your style. Like you went from like just regular footy to like the weird like, yeah. <laughs> shit you're on now. So yeah. that was cool. But before we get into all that. Tell everyone about where you're from. Dodge Ridge, California. I've never heard yeah. of it in my life until you sent it to me. Yeah, yeah. So I grew up in Alamo, California, which is sort of near San Francisco. I then my my grandparents always had a place near this resort called Dodge Ridge, about an hour away from it. It's north of Yosemite, north of Mammoth, but still like south of Tahoe. So it's sort of in the middle of California. And I started skiing there around five years old, then started ski racing at eight years old there. And yeah, that's where I grew up skiing. That's where like, there's one kid named Trenton Powell that was on the race team there. And he sort of got me into park skiing for the first little bit. And that's really where I like first saw park skiing. And yeah, that's where I grew up skiing. Yeah. Dude, I, I had never heard, never in my life heard of it before. Is it like, yeah, a, is it super small? Super small. Yeah. I, I mean, I've gone to smaller resorts now, but at the time, it's probably one of the smallest in California that's still open. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. And in, in the video, you can see you were a racer through and through at first. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> so, tell yeah. us about that a little bit. Yeah, I think, I don't know how I got into racing, but I think my parents just like put me into racing at a young age. 
and I was super into it and I don't, I, I loved it. I kept doing it. I also got into the free skiing, but like never really competed into it. I just like would do it whenever I'm not ski racing, but I love doing both. And then around 2012, maybe I, my father got a job in Colorado and we moved out to Avon, Colorado, which is right near Vail. And I joined the Vail Ski and Snowboard Academy for ski racing. Yeah. And I, yeah, I moved there, ski raced for another two years. And well, back to that first year at the ski academy, I, I'm thrown in as a ski racer and there's all these different types of players like free skiers, snowboarders, mogul skiers, Nordic skiers. And I just remember thinking the free skiers and snowboarders were like so much cooler than me because <laughs> I mean, they were just doing way cooler stuff. But I, I mean, I, now I think both are equally as cool ski racing and free skiing, but uh, yeah. And I remember one of the free skiers, Max Pierce came up to me and was like, dude, because he knew I had a little bit of interest in free skiing, but like I wasn't competing in it or anything yet. He's like, dude, you got to watch Sunny, the 8.6 and the Grand Bazaar. And like, I was just a little fifth grader Reagan's ski racer. And I went home and bought all those movies on iTunes and watched them right away. And I was like, that completely opened my world to free skiing. Like I had never seen any sort of video like that, like cool music, like cool outfits. Like all I'd watched prior was like Warren Miller. Yeah. Which like is way different. <laughs> and that's when I got into park skiing, like way more so. And the next year after that, I ski raced for my final season, but also competed in park and pipe on my own. And at the end of that season, I did about equally as good in ski racing as I did in uh, slope style. And then I switched to the next season to fully competing in slope style. Sick, man. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I never thought that ski racing was cool or like any like thing. I like, I was of the opinion for a long time, like, Oh, of course the park is the coolest place to be. But then in February, I work the Mogul Freestyle Championships at Deer Valley. Yep, yep. For anyone that doesn't know, this event is insane. This is like, it's yes. like the World Cup of Mogul competitions. Like, yes. the, the course is literally lit up by like rose gold lighting. It's just this beautiful strip. And um, yeah, Moguls is cool. And also, there's a ton of money in that side of skiing. Like, the oh, whole yeah. event sponsored by Rolex. Everyone there is beautiful and rich and all the athletes are in like amazing shape. And uh, yeah, we're not the cool kids. Those guys are going like way farther than anyone mm -hmm. park skiing. Well, like, you, they're, getting you, yeah. they're getting paid, dude. They're getting paid and they're like world famous athletes. Yeah, I, I've always wanted to go to Deer Valley because that course looks so insane for mogul skiing. But then, yeah, yeah and then you got ski racers that are like making so much more just because those uh, events are insane how many people they bring into like a world cup half pipe event which is maybe 30 people at the bottom most of the time These yeah race events have like tens of thousands of people at the bottom in europe it's so yeah cool. dude it's just it's it's literally a different world that we're oh, not yeah. a part of at all like that um, yeah. technically it's the same sport that's a different sport though <laughs> <laughs> yep yep yeah so but that's cool you made the jump over we're happy you did, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was looking at the video. 
I noticed. I did notice that you happened to spend a lot of time in Colorado. But the other thing I noticed too is that there are a lot of X-rays in that video. Were you getting hurt like all the time growing up, specifically in your collarbone area? Yes, I I've broken my left collarbone four times, my right collarbone once, and then I've broke my leg, my ribs, my wrists, my hand. Just a lot of. Yeah, that's probably it. Maybe probably some more, but yeah, I was getting hurt pretty consistently, like once a year for a bit. It was not fun. Yeah. But I, good things always came out of those injuries. Like I always like either got into a new hobby or like started working on like editing videos differently or just, I was always able to stay entertained even when I was not skiing, which I was super grateful for i was never like i was bummed because i couldn't ski but i was always like partially like okay this is like time to do something other than skiing and i have an excuse to like do it yeah that's that's really cool there was there was a kid growing up like that i'm gonna my friends that know this kid will laugh that i'm bringing him up but ross lackey always had a broken wrist growing up and it's yeah. like dude are your bones made of glass <laughs> like what yeah, the hell is yeah. wrong with you <laughs> yeah i was a kid always in a sling pretty much <laughs> yeah but that's good that i feel like you have i mean you could totally see it in the content you make now that you have like a busy mind that you like to direct in different places which i think is i think that's super healthy and awesome yeah thank you yeah um, and I also noticed that you like you were big on the rollerblading growing up. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think when I moved to Colorado, I started going to the skate park. I always like bike, scooter, skateboard, just like everything. And then some friends like started getting bought a pair of rollerblades from the thrift store. This kid Rory swim. And then pretty much we were just going to the skate park every day doing something. And then, yeah, we had a solid crew at the Edwards skate park for a bit, just all rollerblading. And like, I don't know if you know, Dima McCrucian. I don't believe so. No, he's a, he was a Russian skier who recently passed away, but he like posted the sickest like rollerblading edits that had like so much ski style to them. And I just love, we all loved watching those. And that's like what got us super into rollerblading for sure. Yeah. And then, uh, like wizard skating like got me super into rollerblading later on if you know them no i don't I, i'm so no, no, out no, of the uh, world mushroom, of blading, mushroom blading sorry, mushroom sorry blading. Mushroom okay blading. yeah they're like the bunch of rollerblading the only thing i truly know for sure about rollerblading is that one joke and you know the joke about rollerblading correct yeah, yeah there's a lot of jokes but yeah it's the one joke about rollerblading and this is going to ruffle some feathers but the joke is what's the hardest part about rollerblading yeah, yeah, telling your parents you're uh, gay or something like that. <laughs> yes, that is the answer to that question, which is what I always heard growing up as skate parks and reading on YouTube comments. But, you know, I think I actually think Bill Burr has a, a great joke about that joke. But uh, regardless, regardless, <laughs> in that video, your friend, I think you ask your friend who's a skateboarder, like, why don't you rollerblade? And he goes, because it's easy. Do you feel like that's true? Like it's way easier than skating? I think I think if you're taking the sport to the top, it's like equally as hard. I oh. think that's the case with every sport. But I think like skateboarding has such a learning curve. I feel like just to like, well, maybe for me, it was easier to rollerblade just because I ski. So mm -hmm. 
But also, like, if you want to jump on rollerblades, you know how to jump on ground, so it's easy. But like skateboarding, you got to learn like a whole new like set of body mechanics, sort of to make a skateboard jump. So like starting off, I think, yeah, rollerblading is probably easier. But once you get technical into both sides, I think they're equally as difficult. Let's say. Yeah, I've never thrown on blades, but uh, it's sick, dude. Sam Zander posts some sick clips of him. Oh yeah, he blades. does for sure. Yeah, he makes it look cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I, what I do want to ask you, because like, I personally think like if I had to define your skiing, I would say that you are a more stylish Andy Perry. And I don't say that lightly. Like, I think that your tricks are just as complex, but I think they look better. I don't know if that's because you. I don't know if that's, that's cause you're shorter than him or, <laughs> or what, but you know, he's, he's pretty lanky. You know? yeah, he's taller than me. yeah. But I think that, yeah, I think you guys have very similar styles. I think you execute it very well. So when did you decide, like, okay, all the normal tricks, I'm mostly done with that. I'm going to start doing these, like, really weird one-footed, like, yeah, you know, um, like all these weird rotations. I don't know. I definitely remember, like, around middle school, like, starting to watch Line Traveling Circus and Real Skeefy. Yep. And I was just so stoked on those because it was, like, new and you've never seen it before and, like, I think just making anything that's like you've never seen it before always interested me. So that's around that time I just started getting into that type of skiing. And I think it's just because you don't see it anywhere. And it's always fun to think of something no one's seen or anything like that. Yeah. I, which I, that's, I don't think a lot of people think that way though. Like a lot of people like to do go through the checklist and, this that and the other thing so that's like well, have you, have sure you always thought that way <laughs> like maybe not on jumps maybe but on rails like i literally would go to the resort with a checklist <laughs> like either paper or on my phone and literally just like that day i'd go and do like every single stock trick mm-hmm. but you don't really see that i don't really post that because you can go on anyone's instagram and see that per se so yeah i'm not I really want to like waste people's time unless it's new or interesting, I guess. Yeah. Did you like, so I mean the checklist, just thinking about yeah. it from the checklist yeah. perspective, like did you watch Andy's videos and like traveling circus? You're like, okay, I'm going to do like that trick at like three minutes and 20 seconds, whatever the hell. Oh, it's um, I got with the checklist. Those are more for like stock tricks. Like all 16 like, to yeah, I literally, I have like spreadsheets or stuff on my phone of just like all 16. And I'd like print it out on paper and then like with little check boxes and bring it to the resort and then like go through the day and just like cross them off as I'm doing them or like yeah. all the twos on or like different 50, 50 variations or yeah anything like that. But now when I watch ski content, I have a whole folder on my phone with just like every trick I want to do, or I think might be possible. And that's all like, yeah, like watching Andy Perry's, something and i'll write down the time code exactly like you're saying yeah and i have that like written on my phone or there's there's a lot of stuff like that on my phone just like this movie this this minute or it could be a skateboard movie or like a snowboard movie like anything that gives me inspiration really yeah damn dude that's awesome. that's awesome bro. that's like so what, what's it like right when you're riding with andy and will are you just like I feel like you could probably hold your own at this point with those two now. I mean, Andy has so many tricks that you've 
never heard of or like never seen even in like PC maybe or he doesn't even do them because he did them so long ago and then he like doesn't think they're cool anymore yeah. and then Will will be like yo you should do this and then Andy does it and it's like dude that was the coolest thing ever why didn't you do that like we were at a street spot this year and that happened because like he's like oh this trick's not cool and then he accidentally does like the craziest trick ever and he's like oh it's not a cool trick I'm like dude that was insane so like <laughs> And he's got so many tricks that like I can't do or haven't done yet. And then Will is, I, there, I, there's no holding up with him. He can literally do anything you can imagine, like yeah. on command, pretty much. That's insane. Yeah, I don't think, I can't think of a clip of Will falling, honestly, now that I think about it. Yeah, yeah. He, he's insane. Yeah. I mean, skiing with him is like, he's, I've, in my opinion, he's like gotten so, he, he can do every trick like he's ever wanted, I feel like. So now when you're skiing with him, he's like redoing basic tricks, but in like the most complex way, like with a nose tap on or like a one footed variation of like simple tricks. And now, like when I see him ski, he's like relearning all the beginning tricks, but like in the most complicated way. And I'm like, yeah, I guess I got to master every single basic trick before I can even get to where he's at. Yeah, damn, dude. That's that yeah, that's that's cool that you get to see that firsthand. So, yeah. how did you get involved with line? Cuz obviously that's when I started noticing you and like you were became you were, you know, you became a figure in the line universe. Yeah. 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 So, one of my old coaches, Dave Zwieg, always like was sort of in touch with line somehow some way. He was always like skiing online skis. And then eventually, um, he put me in touch with a local rep. I got in, in touch with that local rep. He gave me some like pro form codes to buy some skis. I bought some skis that year. And I was like the first year I was like skiing online skis. And, um, I also did big mountain for the first time ever that year. And I only did big mountain competing for one year, but at those big mountain comps, I got noticed by another coach who was like a line regional rep sort of thing at that time, like a team rep named Johnny Rossman. And he was like super hyped on my big mountain skiing because it was way different than like most other big mountain skiers just doing like normal big mountain lines. It was more like a Reagan touch on a big mountain skiing. And he was hyped on that. And then he like got me free skis that next year. And then that's how I originally got on. Yeah. That's sick. When when did you get like brought into the fold for yeah, I mean I getting flowed product is one thing, but then like getting filmed is another. Yeah. So I guess it was probably a year of like getting skis through Johnny Rossman. Then after that year, I got put in touch with Connor Clayton. Yeah. And then from then I think I got yeah, I was getting skis. And then um one summer I asked connor if i could join for the woodward week at line which was like always a dream like going to woodward yeah. as a camper to like be there for line week and he's like um i'm not really in charge of that but will is so then he put me in contact with will and that's when i first met will at woodward summer camp and then that's sort of when things started to take off with more filming with line and everything and that was about two summers ago three summers ago yeah how good is Connor Clay in us skiing? <laughs> he's 
ridiculous <laughs> at rails. Yeah. Like he can, yeah, he is ridiculous at rails. It's insane. It, yeah. it is, it is insane. And, and you were uh, skiing with them, right? Yeah, he was like the old. He was like one of the older kids at the mountain when I was growing up. Okay, okay. But Jake had the funny joke. I think he said it on the podcast, or he's he's told me it before in some way. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, he was. He said like, if you want to be on the team, you have to beat Connor in a game of slush. Yep, yep. <laughs> I I haven't played Connor in a game of slush yet, but <laughs> yeah, he probably could beat me. Yeah, cool. it's 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 mental. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you go to the line skis week. Great experience. Yep. When did oh, you start yeah. filming with like Traveling Circus? And did, did you go to the Telefriend tours? I feel like I've seen footage of that. Yeah. So yeah. after that Woodward week, I think I had plans previously before going to that week. I wanted to go to Mount Hood. I like, I wanted to do, because I'd gone there previous for like camps and stuff, but I wanted to, I, I was like, I saved up. I just bought the summer pass. And I was just going to like live out there and maximize the summer pass. So I went out there with my wagon and then just slept in my wagon and just camped there all summer. And then that summer, I think there was a line traveling circus filmed at Hood. So that was my first traveling circus. And we filmed that. So that was the first one. And then the next, and that's, I met like, so I guess before, yeah, before the line traveling circus week there, I was with Will and he's like, yo, come on down to Andy's house. And I had never met Andy and I was like sort of nervous. And then like I show up to Andy's house and it's like not even, a, well, it's uh, KP's house. I don't know if you've been there. I haven't been there, but I know that KP rents it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, yeah, KP rents it from Andy. But Andy was like just building it at the time and it was like, it was literally just walls. And like Will and I are sleeping in this house and it's just walls and like no insulation really, like nothing. And it's just, yeah, it's just like, it's basically just a shed and like I'm staying in Andy's shed basically. And then he like walks in and I'm like, oh, well, this is Andy Perry. And I like met him and then that's when I first met Andy. And then eventually after that week, he eventually asked me to help him with traveling circuit or not traveling circus, um, tell friend tour. Yeah. So that next year I went on Telefriend tour and did all those stops. And this past season, I more so instead of skiing and Telefriend tour, I filmed, edited, and like ran all the social media for Telefriend tour. Cool. So growing up as a fan of traveling circus, then when you're finally in it, how crazy was that, dude? Yeah, that was that was a lifelong goal for sure. Or not lifelong, but as long as I'd known traveling circus goal. And I was super stoked. I mean, in the moment, it's just like, you're just hanging out with everyone filming. But then once you like, like months later, once you hear the intro song, and then once you see yourself in it, it's like, that was special for sure. Yeah. I mean, we're such dorks. We would literally like walk around Mount Hood and like, just whenever we were just doing some dumb yeah. shit, I'm going to see if I can pull it up in time. But whenever we were just doing something... We would just walk around and uh, and let the music play. Oh man, I wonder if I have it. Yeah, I had I had really easy access. Oh yeah, yeah. The elevator music. There's just something. There's just something about this song. Yep. That fits any situation, dude. 
you could be doing anything, and you're like, oh, this is an this this could be in an episode. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. So no, that's really cool. I'm happy for you that you got to like be in be in it and yeah, like, yeah. be a part and of also, it. Being with Will, like the past two seasons, like not just being in a traveling circus, but like rewatching traveling circuses, like with his like director's commentary, if you will, is yeah. like that's so much fun to like just listen to him talk about everything as like the person that makes these and helps make these. Dude. Those like, are oh, just like sitting around watching it with him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm dude. trying to make it through all, all every episode, but not there yet. <laughs> yeah. I uh yeah, I would love some I would love to hear some director's commentary from all those guys. Dude, it's just 15 years of stories. It's really cool. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So sick. Um all right, so you mentioned that you have a van. And when I yes. hit up, when I hit up Dubay, I was like, "Tell me a little bit about Reagan." He was like, "Ask him about the van." And then there's a follow up. You had someone living in your van with you for a little while, did you not? Yeah, I did. Yeah. So uh, we'll, I, I, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, you tell him who who was living with you for a little while. Yeah, we had Dasha Gangster Russia living in my van with me. <laughs> I literally just bought it and. We both wanted to go to Hood last summer, and I was like, yeah, I'll pick you up in Salt Lake, and then we'll see what goes from there, basically. And I, like, built out the van, like, super, like, rugged at the time, like, just, like, simple, simple build. And we lived in the van for, like, two or three weeks together through skiing and, like, surfing on the coast, and then, yeah, line week, and then, yeah, just going around Oregon and Utah. And this was and this was as friends. Yeah, yeah, this was as friends. We had uh we had two separate beds. Okay, <laughs> in the van. I was pretty impressed with that setup. <laughs> no, that is a, that is an impressive setup. Yeah, Dupe told me that. <laughs> he said uh, he was talking to you at one point, and like her shit's just all over the van, and he's like, "What's going on here?" You're like, <laughs> "I don't know, man." <laughs> yeah, she's she's a crazy character. She honestly is like one of the craziest brains. I know of just like how she thinks of everything and how she skis and how she thinks of skiing is like super crazy. But yeah, living her with her was like, it was basically like, yeah, just being thrown with someone from a completely different culture, barely speaks English. Well, when she came to the U S like a month or two prior, she spoke no English at all. Like pretty much not at all. Yeah. Yeah. Just like like when, and then uh, once she was in the van with me, it was like, it was good enough English for conversation and just, yeah, learning like Russian things and Russian stories and how she acts and is just yeah, was super interesting. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't want to give away all the Dasha secrets. Like I, I, I want to have her on at some point, but is oh, there yeah. any, is there any little nugget that you got from her about Russia or her life or anything that you were like, damn, like that's going to stick with me. Is there anything you can think of? There's probably a lot of like philosophical stuff. That's just like, <laughs> makes me think on life a different way but also just like i guess one thing that's funny that i don't know is true she's like we got not an argument but like someone brought up like the light bulb being invented and then she's like no thomas edison didn't invent the light bulb the russians invented the light bulb first and they're like there are things like where like our histories collided and i don't know whose is right but yeah. it's just interesting to see that like we're all taught different things and I don't know who's right, but yeah, someone is. Knows. yeah. I actually, I actually don't know what to believe because yeah. yeah, 
we both have strong incentives for lying about something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's all yeah. just written stuff and books. Yeah. So do you do you live in that van full time? I mean, obviously, you're in a house while we're recording this for anyone that yeah. is audio. So I lived in it for like three months last summer. Went back to my parents' house, which is in Colorado Springs. And then I sort of started to rebuild it out. Did that until fall of last fall lived in it all fall. And then I hopped in the van for, uh, tell a friend tour and filming for street this winter. And mm-hmm. I was pretty much on the road out of my van for the whole winter. And now I'm back in, back in my parents' house for a little bit. Yeah. And hopefully be back in the van. Yeah. Nice. I'm sure, as you know, I just started living in my van, yes. but, I'm, yeah. but I'm also at a house right now. And yes. this house is also owned by my parents. So. I'm, I'm slowly building it out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like right now, shout out to David Mackins. He's going to drive my van from Reno to Hood River for me to have somebody else work on it. So I don't need to do it. But yeah. that's sick. Yeah. It'll be cool. Um, let's see. So living in the van in the winter i just want to ask you really quick yep any any tips and tricks for living in a vehicle in the middle of winter okay so my winter story so my van i bought i got a dodge promaster for five thousand dollars during like sort of the end of like the car bubble of covid like car prices have gone down now but at the time like all vans like over 200,000 miles were like, like over 200,000 miles were like over $25,000, They're just ridiculously priced. I go on this like obscure website, find one for $5,000, but like I find one for $10,000, message the guy and I say, like, what's the exact price of this? And then he just tells me 5,000 and it was listed for 10,000. I'm like, okay, sounds sick. I bought it and I, I get it, but it's like, it's almost at 200,000 miles, pretty beat. So it's a pretty beat van, but I got for five thousand dollars. Yeah, that's a this winter. Yeah, this winter though, um, my diesel heater it's not tapped into my fuel tank, so I'm getting. I got. I ran out of diesel in the middle of the night, and it's like Colorado in December, and it that was super super freezing. But Matt Donahue lasted all winter pretty much without a heater. I don't know how, just with hand warmers yeah. in Colorado. But yeah, so definitely make sure your heater works unless you want to get a bunch of hand warmers and sleeping bags <laughs> like yeah. Matt Donahue did. But uh, that and then at one point I had my heater working. It was snowing. So all the snow is melting off the top of my van roof into the crevices of my sliding door. Yeah. But then the sliding door is like, obviously attached to the outside world and it freezes all that melting snow. So my sliding door is frozen shut. I go out in the middle of the night to go to the restroom at this rest stop and I try to open my sliding door and it's frozen shut and I rip the handle off. So that happened this year because it completely froze and I was like, I cannot put up with this. So I just like went to bed and it didn't get too cold. And then so I guess just make sure your insulation works, your like seal taping is good. And then also in January this year, <laughs> I was with Shaggy Eels, who's another skier that also lives in a van. And I, I open the sliding door or I pull it open and the whole entire door just falls off. Ugh. Like literally just imagine your whole entire sliding door is like 
off yeah. on the ground. And that's, and it was like 11 at night in Colorado winter. Yeah. And, and, but thankfully Shaggy was there and he has like a bunch of tools and is super smart. And we, he like helped me, like we basically got it back and attached and like bungee strapped back to the van almost. And then I fixed it a couple months later, but yeah, yeah an issue. <laughs> Dude, yeah, shout out to Matt, dude. He is the he's the real deal. We were just camping for like a month together in Mammoth, and uh, his rig is just like a. I think he said he used to like transport just old people. It's like a it's like a short bus, but like not quite a short bus. Um, yeah, dude, no heat. He had no heat all winter. That's insane. Yeah, he's in Colorado too. Matt is one of like the gnarliest kids I know. He is just about this life. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's so cool. Um. Damn. Yeah. Let's, we'll talk in a year and I'll let you know how my first winter in a van goes. It's going to be, I'm trying to get ahead of it. Like it's August now. So it's like, all right, like prepare now for winter. It's like, we're freaking like primitive people. That's like, Oh, (laughs) the winter's coming. We must prepare. Yeah. Yeah. Just heater, good insulation, snow tires. You're set. Yeah. The snow tires. I got to purchase those. Oh yeah. Um, (laughs) So, Dubay also told me a couple other things about you. Let's hear he it. Said, well, first of all, he said, let me see. He says a lot of, he really likes you, as a matter of fact. That's good um, to hear. He, <laughs> he said, he told me for you, he wants me to tell you to not join a thousand skis. That's one of the things he said. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, but he also said that you went to Norway with, you want to talk about that, going to Scandinavia? Oh, yeah, well, I haven't gone yet. Oh, you haven't so, gone yet. Okay, that's what he said. That that is what he said. I wrote it down in a confusing way to me. I I have the note as going to Norway instead yep, of going yep, to yep, Norway. Yep. Yeah, so you're gonna go to Norway. You want to talk about your connection to Scandinavia and all of that? Yeah. So I'm go. Yeah, me and Patrick Ring. Patrick Ring and I. Uh, mm-hmm. He's line skier and filmer. We're gonna go to Oslo and ski at the indoor place for a month in September. And then I'll be in Sweden for a month. Um, I work with a company called Grow House, which is uh, Lucas Stahl Madison's company. It's like a social media and content creation agency. Mm-hmm. And we work together. And yeah, I'm going to go there for a month in Stockholm and work with them and then ski for a month in Oslo. Dude, that's that's a good plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you, uh, like in terms of travel related to skiing, have you gone to explore the world or mostly just the U.S. at this point? Um, for skiing, I've just gone to, I've gone to Canada and Switzerland. Mm-hmm. I've been to Switzerland twice, Canada, like a handful of times. Yeah. And was that just for on your own or was that with Line at all? Um, last year, we went to Canada with Line twice. We went to Toronto once and then Thunder Bay once. And then... The rest were for competitions, oh, um, for half pipe competitions and for big mountain competitions. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, dude, I think, I mean, if we're talking to Andy Perry, no one's had a more well-traveled ski career than oh, yeah. like just having your, I mean, you've seen traveling circus your whole, your whole life, honestly. Yeah. Or, but it's like, yeah, 15 years of going all over the world. Like my favorite episodes looking back are like those Euro trips with like Max Hill and Cole Drexler, mm-hmm. like the original Europe trips that they took. Yeah. Yeah. yeah was, I think my, my favorite, favorite episode, episode, my favorite episode ever is when they go to the UK 
and ski. It's called the Great Indoors. And they ski all the indoor places in the UK. And I think one place in like uh, Netherlands, I think. And I think that definitely has like something in my mind, like, oh, I want to go to an indoor place. Yeah. And yeah, relive their dream of when they went to that. Yeah. Dude, honestly, like I think that because I've been watching since I was a kid, the skiing, the like the action, if you're looking at it from like a ski edit perspective, the episodes have never been better. Like this is the, the best skiing pretty much every episode that comes out. Like it's like, damn, this is the best ski performance. But yeah. I just feel so nostalgic about those old ones. Like the B-roll oh, yeah. of those old ones is like, damn. It's it, so good. It's so damn good, dude. Oh, yeah. It's so good. Um, so, but that's cool. That's cool that you're going to be going to Scandinavia. I'm looking forward to seeing that. And speaking of peering, he actually did have he actually did have a he had a viewer question, so I'll sprinkle this in. Yeah. He said, "What's your favorite spot from the upcoming project that he shouldn't talk too in depth about quite yet?" <laughs> yeah, I guess when is this when is this video releasing? I don't know. Probably in September. Yeah, around then. Okay, so I guess this video probably wouldn't be released, but um, the favorite spot I skied on. I guess my favorite shot was on a, I'll just say it was on like this pretty big outledge, like over a staircase thing in Wisconsin. And I guess I'll leave it at that because I don't want to spoil too much, but yeah. that was one of my favorites. Just like, there are a couple spots that like Andy did this year that I loved being at because they're not really, like when you watch this video, it's like, these are not the typical Andy spot. And Andy's like, you're just like, whoa, this is insane. Yeah. So those were super cool to be at. And Will did some crazy stuff at some just crazy looking spots as well. Yeah. There was one spot, I think we were in Connecticut, maybe. Maybe, I don't know, some state out east. And it it's like the craziest spot ever in person. It's like, yeah, it's, yeah. I I don't want to say too much. I'm, yeah, You'll have to I'm, watch the movie. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to this video, dude. And we had another viewer question about it, actually. Fred asked, uh, do you have a full part in the new street video? And he asked, is it going to be like parts or a montage? Or like, what's the... He's trying to get yeah, some I believe, info on about it. I haven't seen anything yet. I really want to wait until... I don't know. P-Ring said it. I'm just going to wait till I meet up with P-Ring to watch it. Because they've been editing it all summer. And I haven't been around skiing all summer for the first time in a while. And um, so it's montages, I'm pretty sure. No parts. Sick, dude. It's going to yeah. be, there's a lot of hype around this one. Two years, dude. I remember doing like recording with like Egg last year, like around the same time. And he was also talking about the same video that's still not out yet. And he's like, dude, this thing's going to be so sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was supposed to be one year. And then, then we're like, not. Nah. Then I guess it just turned into a two year. So, yeah. Damn. So what did you do this summer instead of skiing? Because personally, this was the longest season of my life. This was a 10 month season. Like yeah, dude, I was the impressed. best part of it was like spring and summer, you know? Yeah. 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 I, after skiing street all winter, I skied a little bit in the spring and then basically just chilled and just did like spring activities you could say. And then I went to Japan for a month which was super sick and just like no skiing at all. Just, I just lived there in one town in Kyoto. And that was like dream come true is to go to Japan and did that and really want to go back. But 
that's what I've been up to this summer and just got back two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, preparing for my late summer trip, if you will, to Oslo. Yeah. Damn, you're <laughs> fresh out of Japan. Jump, you're but... fresh out of Japan right now, dude. That's... Yeah, yeah, a couple of weeks. Damn. Were you there alone or were you there with like friends or, or... Uh, a friend of mine? Uh, yeah, yeah, just me and a friend. Yeah. Dude, that's so cool. I love I love this community, dude. It's full yeah. of it's full of interesting people. Like you talk to regular old people. And believe me, regular old people are great. There's plenty of regular old people that that listen to this podcast that I'm friends with, but uh, they're not somebody you would interview, you know, because like, I don't know, the people in this community are great. Like you're going to live in Japan for a month. That's not yeah. a normal thing to do by any yeah, means. And the best thing about this community is I hit up a skier that I've always seen on Instagram named Tatsu, who's also on the line team. I had him fly down to me in Kyoto. He lives in Hokkaido, Japan. And he lived with us for like a week. And just being in Japan with like a local, like just was a complete different experience. Just like someone that spoke fluently and just like knew what was like going to be sick and what wasn't going to be sick or just taking you around was incredible. Yeah. Maybe I'll get his contact information from you. Cause I'm trying, yeah, yeah. we're trying to go dude. we got some yeah, stuff. Yeah, I'm trying too. I definitely yeah. want to go. <laughs> um, cool. All right. Let's see. We talked about the van. We talked about Scandinavia and, uh, the last thing that Jake really said about you, which is kind of, I, I trust his judgment. He said that he could always count on you to make cool shit. You know, he's like, if we're in a slump, I know that Reagan's got something good for me. Well, thank you, Jake, for saying that. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of different stuff. I mean, your Instagram is sick. That AI thing that you posted the other day. Yeah. Describe it for our audio listeners and honestly for our video watchers too, because I'm not going to pull it up right now. But it's, yeah, just describe that video. Yeah, I guess the inspiration for it was sort of like a scene in like a cartoon or like an anime or a movie where like, someone's doing something in action and then it freeze frames and then they like like orbit around the person in freeze frame and they go back to the action that was sort of the inspiration behind it so for the listeners i go off a jump do a switch rodeo grab bow and arrow then i freeze at the bow and arrow grab and then i the camera orbits around me and then it plays back to the video and I land and ski away. But the part where it's orbiting around me is just me sitting with the exact same kid on the exact same skis in my parents' driveway with my father holding the iPhone, walking around me in 360s, just orbiting around me. And then this AI software basically just takes it, maps it, and creates a 3D object in like code for your computer. And then from there, you can program how you want the camera movements to look. And I just basically lined them up with the frame where I froze frame in the video. Yeah. And did some other stuff to make it all more cohesive. Yeah. yeah. So when Jake's talking about Reagan's always got some cool shit for me, this is what he's talking about. (laughs) Like, this is is taking it to a whole nother level, dude. That video is sick. I mean, you got a lot of videos like that. And I also like the, (laughs) you sent me the, the classic, like the businessman video. Yeah, yeah, that was my first. Yeah, 
Yeah, you want to talk about that one? Like, I remember seeing that on my own. Like, not I don't. I think not even knowing who you were at the time. Yeah, yeah, that comes up a ton with those people had no clue. That that was like one of my first videos to ever like blow up on Instagram or anything. And I was basically I had a briefcase that time for school, like a traditional like like leather briefcase, and I was just like rocking with that at school every day, and then. This kid Larry at my school had a had a nice looking coat on one day, and I'm like, "That looks sick." I have this briefcase. My dad has these pants from like ten years ago that like sort of look like business pants, but they're snow pants. I don't know why my dad got them, but he did. He loves crazy pants, I guess. And the whole kit just made it look like a business kit, and I was like, "I'm gonna make a business at it." And yeah, that's where that business at it came of. Well, you also pull up in a GTR, or maybe you just stand okay, next okay. to so the parking lot. There, there's a guy in there's a guy in Frisco Summit area that owns that GTR, and me and my friend Emerson that was filming it that day, we see the GTR in the parking lot, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be a perfect start to this video. Yeah, yeah. So we walk over the GTR. There's like no cars really near it, and I just like act like as if I got out of it. Yeah, that's tight. I loved it. I love. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It was a great video. And I remember watching that. And when you sent it to me, because I think you added, you're like, oh, this one's a classic. And it yeah. is. It's a classic video. Um, cool. I feel like we got a good sprinkling of who you are. I do have some viewer questions that I, I, I would like to get to. Yeah. First of all, Reagan, do you have a hot take that you would like to share with everyone? Is there something you know, that really? After, Go ahead. After listening for all these episodes, I, I don't I don't have a hot take. <laughs> I, I I always like try. I'm like, what would my hot take be? But I'm like, I always like think of a hot take, and then I'm like, well, there's always like a reason where like this isn't really accurate, or or like yeah. I don't know. I just think there's too much hate. Like yeah, every time I think of like a hot take, I'm like, no, you're wrong, Reagan. Like they're just seeing how they want to, yeah, or something like that. So no, I don't got one. Damn. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, that's the way that I in like my personal life feel. But when I'm on the show, I like to have the hot takes because that's it's more entertaining to have one as the host than to just be like agree with everyone. But uh, I respect that, you know. That's a good way to think. You it seems like you're very open-minded. I mean, I think that translates to creativity a lot of the time. So, uh, no hot take from Reagan. Oh. <laughs> uh, I respect that. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> let's go random. This is a random question. Ryan Voyan, what is your favorite Pixar movie, Reagan? Pixar movie? Cars. Easily. Good one. Yeah. I like that. I, yeah, Cars. Yeah. Cars and best, best Pixar. Yeah, it's the best one. It's the yeah. best one in terms of concept being like executed. I love yeah. the, the universe idea where it's like everything is part of this little universe. Very cool. Um. <clears throat> Ankilla, do you know that Kit Chat is always trying to prank you? What say that again? Sorry. He said, "Do you know that Kit Chat is always trying to prank you?" Oh yeah, yeah. He ever since the beginning, he's always scheming up something on the hill. <laughs> Just trying to fuck with you. <laughs> going to Coffer and I see Ankilla. It's oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Connor asked thoughts on Wisconsin slash Midwest skiing. Wisconsin slash Midwest skiing. I think it's, I don't know. I've had a blast at every single resort we've stopped at at Tell a Friend Tour. 
like even the ones that you think you're going to have a bad time at, there's like always, I always find some feature or some aspect like in Wisconsin, they have the rock, which is like P rings home Hill. Mm. And it's got this run at the very top that has like the smallest little cliff thing and smallest little drop. And it's like so random because you're just on like a garbage pile. Like it's a little garbage pile mountain. And then you just like find this little natural booter on a garbage pile. I mean, I, I love that. I just, the easy lapability because you go to a resort like copper and there's like 50 to 60 rails you could hit in one run in one run you could hit like they have I don't know hundreds of rails set up but like you could actually probably hit like 50 rails in one run if you wanted to and you have no time to think about it's so hard for me to think about a trick to do on every single feature like you can't progress like that I feel like because you're just you can progress in a different way but you can't like focus on one trick and in the midwest you have these places with rope toes where you can just dial in a trick and just repeat 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 yeah i think yeah i think rope toe is the best way to ride park for sure like you just it's just it's like it's so immediate it's way better than it's like the it's way faster than the chairlift and then way better than hiking yeah you you have 10 minutes where you're just waiting like not doing anything yeah yeah um, we used to have this one place in Connecticut, I think it was called Woodbury and, but it's closed now, but it would be like November you would go and it was a rope toe and it was sick. Cause like, if you had an idea on a feature, it's just like, all right, well I could lap this like five times in the next like three minutes and then just like dial it in and then move on to the next thing. It's just, yeah, it's just way, it's just a way better use of your time. And I think, uh, like growing up my parents' backyard, I like, always set up a bunch of PVC rails and that definitely like helped with the creativity thing. Cause I was just like, I could build whatever I want. And that's, yeah. What's cool about the Midwest other resorts too, is like, you can sort of like create your own park sometimes like with just the features lying around. Yeah. Oh man. It's so fun. Now I'm looking forward to skiing again. And then all of a sudden it's September and there's going to be some early season. <laughs> it's just, yeah. Crazy season. Um, all right, Raf Diaz, yes. great, great guy, very creative. He said, big fan of the creative tricks. How do you come up with those and how do you make them work? I mean, I come up with them just by watching, I don't know, some stuff just pop, I mean, probably half maybe pops into my head, half of it's just stolen. Another half, even though that's not 100%, whatever, is like- 150%, yeah. <laughs> If you watch every single, like, if you watch everything from like 2000 to like 2010 or something, so many tricks were done that people just like have forgotten about or thought weren't cool anymore that haven't been done. So a lot of times I just like see that and then I'm like, I can just do that now. And then people will be like, oh my God, he's so creative. But I literally just watched a video of like Andreas Hotvai or like someone else like super long time ago doing something and I'm just doing it again and people don't realize that. Or yeah, just taking inspiration from other sports and then just thinking of how I can do it a little differently, watching something and just doing it a little differently and skiing, that's pretty much how. And then what was the other part of the question? Uh, and how do you make them work? I guess like the one thing I think I've done that I'm not, because will claims no one else has done it that's the only one i'm claiming no one else has done because he is ski logic god 
uh, scheme formation god uh, is the like half swap I call it. Yeah, that yeah, that um, one's crazy. That one I just like started doing it on a box when I was bored one day, and then like I started doing it a little better on the box, and then I was, and then Toph and I were up on hood in the evening and we had like this perfect like flat tube set up and i was like yeah i'm gonna go for it because yeah why not and i slowly just sort of worked into it and most of the time it's like just like committing 100 percent to it it works out perfectly not perfectly fine but like it's gonna work so much better than like trying to like play into it mm-hmm. like slowly try to get into it and that's what happened on that one like i kept trying to like ease into it and toast like dude just do it you got it and then like once I did it, it was like, oh, this is way more mellow than I thought it would be. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I like that trick. Anything like caribou style where you're basically like, you know, both like one skis forward, one skis backwards, that kind of style of riding uh, scares the shit out of me, dude. Like watching those tricks, it's just like, damn, dude, like your knees. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, that... your knees really, your groin, dude. Yeah. That, like, I'm super unflexible, sadly. I mean, I yeah. keep trying to flex, but I'm not good at flexibility, but, like, I cannot do caribou on snow, really, at all. Yeah, yeah. I, I think else. a trick, also, for example, is basically just, like, a, I don't remember the name in rollerblading, but it's either, like, a savanna, maybe, on rollerblades, or, like, a tabernacle, I forget. And that's basically what the trick is on rollerblades, but they normally do it with just, like, hopping straight into it. But on my phone, like on the list of tricks, I have like doing a back swap, but you keep one foot on the rail. That's what I had written down. And that was probably on my phone for like four or five years before last summer when I did it. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. That's a mental clip. I love that. Yeah. That was a really good one. Um, all right. Next question. A lot of people, we had big, big air Aaron also asked something similar. He said, where do you look for inspiration in your trick selection? And uh, so when you're pulling from other sports, you're just pulling from rollerblading or do you ever get inspiration from snowboarding? Rollerblading, skateboarding, surfing. Yeah. Or, or just like watching a basic TV show or movie and you see a spot in the background and you're like, oh, that would be perfect for like this type of trick or just, or like, I don't know, literally any sport really. Like soccer, you can see them doing a juggle maneuver or something. You are like, oh, you could sort of put yourself on skis and do that. Yeah, I don't know anything. That's so sick. Um, all right, Sizzla, another Colorado guy. Favorite street part of all time? My favorite street part of all time would probably be my favorite movie of all time with both street parts is Interpretation by The Bunch. And Magnus's street part in that, and LSM's street part, and Hackle. And yeah, and the opening segment in that is like my favorite. I'd say probably his favorite street part is Magnus in interpretation. And then like favorite part is the opening segment to that movie. It's like this long, like sliding frames of like all these street shots, nature shots, just all these things. Everything in that movie is my favorite. Yeah. Damn. Sick. Uh, Scott Belkman, what is your bucket list trick? Bucket list. I, I don't know. <laughs> we, I got a lot on my phone. I could look it up. Yeah, let's let's see the list, dude. Let's hear it. I'll, I'll I'll say like one that I hope no one else would do, or I don't know. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, I mean, I'll just like, like fakey baby crusher 270 on is a thing in here. Um, a lot of these are written in like such gibberish that like I can't even understand anymore because like it doesn't make sense writing it down really in the first place. Like you have to see it. Yeah. And then I come back to these. I'm like, what is it? Give, give us a gibberish one. Um, come and switch left foot, turn to sideways, shuffle slide, then like fakie ollie revert back to switch. <laughs> I don't really, I'd have to like think about what that means, but I can't think of what it means right off the top of my head. Yeah. That's funny. Like here I have like inverted wall ride stall, like Reed Smith did in the dust box movie. He's a snowboarder. So that's like a snowboard. Yep. Or like an interpretation interpretation. I have Magnus's like Wally tails through the lower rail, but like, I want to see if you could do that switch or something. Mm. I don't know. There's just a lot of, yeah. Or <laughs> here's one, like find a Ninja warrior type obstacle course with like the, like, you know, the things that Ninja Warrior that, like, always yeah. at the beginning, like, I don't know, something like that. I don't know if it would work, but... That left-right, left-right thing, yeah. Damn. I guess I a Andy's already done that, so I didn't know that, though, until last year. <laughs> but that's an old one I should probably cross off because it's been done. Andy's did it. Andy did it. That's like the, the South Park joke. It's like, oh, Simpsons did it. Simpsons did it. Yeah, most tricks that are on this list have probably been done by Andy, like, 10 years ago. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Wow. Well, is there anything we can look forward to? Any uh, apart from that, any other bucket list stuff? Would you like to do like a, a Reagan only project at some point? Would you like to have your own event? What, like what? What would you? What's still left to be done for you? Um, I think I just keep creating like creative videos. That's mm -hmm. definitely there's like I mean obviously like all that stuff, and then I have like other folders that are more like filming based, like filming side of things that aren't really trick based that haven't been done in the sport. Um, I mean, we have the, the new movie coming out with line that you could look forward to. I mean, I'll be filming street more. That's for sure. That's that, those are my plans. Yeah. Sick dude. I think, uh, and what, before I let you go, you seem like the, so the trick side, you seem like Andy, but like the creative side, it's like the Rob Hewley, Sammy Ortlieb side. Like, did you draw a lot of inspiration from them for that the creative side? Because their videos are just, dude. You see the things they come up with, and it's like, how on earth did you guys like think oh, of the, yeah. like the video side? For yeah. sure, for sure. Like, like um, the bunch guys. I like love watching their 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 contents. My favorite ever, and they are so creative on the camera scenes like on the camera like the wes anderson segment from like is there time for matching socks like yeah. is super like such a sick inspiration but real skeefy always has like super creative videos that are like videoed very creatively um i'd say those those things are sort of my creative inspirations yeah that's awesome man so we got a little bit of the biography. We got the inspirations. We got some good anecdotes. Is there any wisdom you want to drop on everyone before you leave? Anything that you're like, I want the people to know this, like an insight you've had getting into the ski world, like just any nugget. Um, 
just like ski the way you want to and it doesn't really matter what anyone else thinks and just yeah keep skiing the way you want to that's all i'd say yeah that's beautiful man i that is a beautiful way to end this where can everyone see your stuff yeah reagan wallace on instagram that's 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 the main source from there i'm sure if i posted anything anywhere else there'd be a link from that account yeah <laughs> Cool. All right. Well, Reagan, thank you for being on, dude. After many years of you listening, me seeing you as a, as a secret lurker on the stories, me knowing that you listen, I'm very happy to have you on and have this experience with you. So thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you. Yeah.